Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Adam. How's everything in the land of solar this week? It is very busy. Uh, we are very thankful for, for number one, PG&E, because <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, this uh, NEM 2.0, they've put the deadline for April 30th. Uh, so that's all people see. And then they panic and think we have to get the solar installed before the end of the year or before April 30th. Oh. And that's not the case. We just have to get the application submitted before April 30th. And then we have three whole years to uh, uh, to install. But uh, yeah, now, 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 now. Hurry up, Jamie. I know. <laughs> You're on, on the clock. On yeah. So um, so taking this time for this podcast is probably costing us five systems. No, I'm just All right. But it is educating a lot of people. And this is really great because they're, all of a sudden now there's people from three, five years ago and last week that are ready to go solar right now. And so that's, that's fantastic. So we all, we love all that. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought I would review some of the uh, questions that we get uh, a lot of times on proposals and some of them are really good questions. And because, you know, people who aren't in solar don't, don't really know, but for people who are in solar are like, Oh yeah, it's kind of basic, but no, no dumb questions at them. So uh, I thought <laughs> really? I would run through a few of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, we are working with a client right now and she was asking, you know, we're, we use about 14,800 kilowatt hours, but your system that I'm specifying for her is 14.4 kilowatts. Um, so that, that should work out great. Right. And what do you think? Uh, it should work <laughs> so, out great. What's wrong? So um, we, so kilowatts is like the number of solar panels times the wattage. So in this case, 39 solar panels times 370 watts. I won't even ask you this time, Adam. Thank you. 14,430 watts. That's the <laughs> okay. gross system size. You divide that by 1,000, and that comes to 14.43 kilowatts. Okay. And so what she's, so the kilowatts, that's the entire system size. What she uses in a year, and this is what all of the electricity companies bill on, is the amount of kilowatts in an hour that is being used. So a kilowatt hour. So the, the usage is, is kind of a time measurement. And okay. the system size is like the instantaneous, you know, best case, perfect world uh, scenario of output of the system. Are you, okay. uh, yeah, so what I'm she's following. using. Okay. Good. I gotcha. So a 14.43 kilowatt system is actually based on her location, the direction of the panels, uh, the efficiency of the system and a bunch of other factors, but mainly her location is going to produce nearly 20,000 kilowatt hours for her system. And if she's using 14,000 
or so kilowatt hours, how much extra is, does she have? A lot. Yep. Uh, about 6,000 kilowatt hours. All and right. so she is also planning uh, two electric vehicles, which is excellent, Solar driving on solar. So that's going to use another 5,000 kilowatt hours. So we're going to give, you know, she'll, she should have about 1,000 extra uh, based on her location. So that's okay. kind of the difference between a kilowatt and the kilowatt system size and the kilowatt hour usage. Ah, okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah, good. I got it. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next, her next question was, you know, she's looking at other companies. I can't believe it, but it's true. Some people what? don't. Yeah, they, they get other quotes, which is fine. Sure. So this other company said we could, you know, based on her roof, they could only fit 26 panels on her roof. And we, we fit 39, and I think we have room for more as well. Uh, wow. But she was saying, based on their their uh, evaluation, that she has too many vent pipes in the way, and that would prevent them from using you know installing solar. And so it's different in in other states, but in California, we do have to leave three feet of space at the top of the roof for fire right. safety, and mm-hmm. we're supposed to leave uh, three feet on one side, either left side or right side, so the firemen have a path up to the top of the roof if okay. they need it. And so we're able to install on one side or the other. Uh, and it doesn't, you know, we don't want to install over vent pipes, but there is a roof jack that we can use that we put, we essentially, we cut the top of the uh, vent pipe. It's not all vent pipes, of course, but uh, some of them we can. And then we put this uh, roof jack on that ports the function of the, uh, of say the bathroom vent to mm-hmm. the top of the solar array or to the side of the solar array. And okay. that allows us to use that space and it removes any shading, which is great. Uh, and it makes a much nicer looking solar array. So it doesn't work on every uh, type of roof vent, but it is very helpful. It's a really good innovation. And so I'll give them a free plug. It's called solarroofjack.com <laughs> for all their solar installers out there. Please use it because it makes the installs so much better. And it, you know, on a south facing roof, a even you know one solar panel makes makes a huge difference in the in the amount of solar output. So we we really like those guys. That sounds cool. That that's a cool. It is. It's that's a very cool invention. Cool. It is, but I mean, it's like everyone when we put, <laughs> we put them on. They're like, I guess I could have thought of that, huh? But they're patented and everything, and they've been around for a long time. So uh, we definitely appreciate, and they're not that expensive either, which is really great uh, because they could certainly charge a lot more. But I hope they don't. Uh, but anyway, so we are able to fit 39 panels on. Uh, and so it turns out that the other company was using a much larger solar panel. And most people don't know that solar panels come in all different sizes. And so some of them are, you know, in general, three foot by six foot. And some of them okay. are about three and a half foot by five and a half foot. So they're more square looking. Okay. And then some of them are, you know, 70 inches. So, you know, nearly six feet tall and Anyway, so there's all different sizes, and if a company is using a commercial solar panel, uh, those ones are 21 square feet, and so I think that's what we are comparing to. So we're using a residential one that has a little bit more flexibility because it's only 18 square feet compared to a commercial one, which was uh, 20 or 72 uh, cells or uh, 21 square feet. So they couldn't fit as many onto the roof. But we have way more output. So that's fantastic. Okay. And uh, then the next question is, you know, we generally recommend a 
uh, a string inverter system with a solar optimizer. And lots and lots of people really prefer a microinverter. And we are happy to do either. Uh, I will say that the, the string op inverter has a higher efficiency of the energy conversion. And what that means is the solar panels capture direct current energy. And then the solar inverter will invert that energy into alternate current. And the inverter that we use uh, is at a 99% efficiency. So almost all the power it captures is inverted into usable power and in back to those kilowatt hours. Okay. And with the solar optimizer, it will level out the voltage of the uh, solar panel. So, but it also makes it so each panel is independent from the others. That's a big deal because as shade hits one panel, it won't affect the production of the others. So we get a really big solar harvest. And then that big solar harvest is more efficiently turned into alternate current. So uh, what that means is let's just say we're trying to target that 20,000 kilowatt hour, uh, what the person is using that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. And we can do that with 39 solar panels using this string inverter and the optimizers, or we would need 42 panels with just microinverters. Makes sense because microinverters, yeah. okay. Uh, and so when it's 42 panels compared to 39 panels, which system do you think is more expensive? <laughs> the 49 one. Um, 42, very 42. good. 42, sorry. And so, <laughs> and so anyway, so it, it turns out that that system is more expensive because we're trying to get to this kilowatt hour uh, target. And so that's one of the big reasons. Plus, uh, it is a single point of failure. That's the really big downfall of the string inverter is that if that string inverter goes out, then uh, it's, you know, the, there's no production going on. And then we, the customer is waiting until there's a new one installed. And if we go just through the manufacturer, that, does, that takes months sometime, which is not great. And nope. you get a lot of very upset customers. So most solar installers, us included, we keep backups of those inverters in our warehouse. So we're, ah. we, replenish, we replace from our stock and then it's replenished from uh, the manufacturer. So it's, uh, it's a good one. We think it's a really good system. The monitoring is great and there's all kinds of add-ons and batteries and things like that. But uh, we think it's, uh, you know, our, my financial evaluation, I think it's still better to go with the string inverter uh, and the uh, optimizers over just the microinverters. So, And you're a finance guy at heart. So at, yes, yes, I am. So yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. That makes sense then. Yep. And then, uh, you know, we do hear about some of the big, big companies, uh, big solar companies. And they produce their own solar inverters and their solar panels and their own racking and things like that. And people are really impressed. You know, that, that's only one company they have to go to. But these are systems that are going to be up on the roof for the next 20 to 30 years. And 20 to 30 years for any company, no matter if they're Amazon or, or they're a solar company, for someone to be in business that long is, is really a miracle. And so uh, some of the larger solar companies... If you were to, you know, just go onto Yahoo Finance and put in their stock signal or a stock ticker symbol, and then look at their financials. You mentioned I'm a finance person. Definitely look at the financials. Lots of them are losing a ton of money, and you know, a hundred million dollars on the loss side—that's a lot. Eight hundred million—that's a ton. 
and then 800 to a billion dollar loss every year for the last five to seven years is my mouth is on the ground. I can't, who can, who can sustain this? (laughs) But uh, lots of companies are like that. Lots of the big ones. And it's, uh, it's a little terrifying because if those, one of those big companies decided, Hey, guess what? We're out of business. That would send a big shockwave through the confidence of the solar industry. So we kind of want them to stay in business. But, uh, you know, it, it is a little frightening that, you know, when a warranty is 20 or 25 years and the company has been losing a billion dollars for the last 10 years, um, hmm, a little, little concerned about that. And I got more to talk about, but yeah, we're way over time. So I'll <laughs> save the rest for the future podcast. But yeah, right. there's really great questions and uh, glad, glad this person asked them. And I th- hopefully it was helpful to our, uh, our audience. I, I imagine you have at least, whatever, 40 or 50 questions back there that you're asked all the time. Well, and yeah, and then we, you know, on every proposal I send out, it's like, hey, check out Straight Talk SolarCast, and people do, and people are, the, the feedback we're getting is is amazing. It's really fantastic that we've helped lots and lots of people uh, with their solar, and so we're really thankful about that, and yeah, you are correct. I'm, I have uh, plenty, plenty more that we could talk about, and we will. Man. Great. All right. We're going to wrap it up there. Thank you for taking another 10 minutes out of your week to uh, join us in the land of solar with uh, our expert, Jamie Duran. If you have a question for an upcoming episode, you know what to do. You can go to our Facebook page. It's Straight Talk SolarCast. Send us a message through there. If you'd like to listen to a library of our past episodes, you can go to our website solarharmonics.com click on the podcast link at the top of the page and you'll be taken to our library of our past episodes lastly if you have a friend considering going solar this is a great podcast to recommend to them because it will answer all of their questions so they can make the best financial choice for them in their specific situation what better friend we always ask is there than that i don't know We'll see you next time, everybody. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.